1: Yes.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Perfect.
1: Perfectly well done. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another episode of the Business Bros. And we have a new guest in the podcast studio here today. But before we jump on the podcast, I wanted to give a special shout out today. So our by far youngest watcher, viewer, listener. Fan. Fan in general sent us some nice... Uh, artwork so emery this shout out goes to you my brother thank you very much really appreciate the po- the podcast fan art i think we're gonna frame these up and we're gonna keep these
2: absolutely we so are are you these, kidding me these, these are going and up on
1: the wall for sure also so.
2: by the way emery i know this is you right here so we're gonna have to have you on the show yeah for sure emery so we're gonna have to have you parents. on the show ask your parents if it's okay have them bring you over and uh, we'll have you on behind yeah. one of these microphones.
1: And it's really cool because uh, it's hard to read. So if you're on the Facebook Live, which you should be, so that you can uh, check out stuff like this. On the picture, he has both of us with him. And at the very top, it says, welcome to another episode. And each of us is saying,
3: business bros. Curse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks a lot, Well man. done. All right. Well, speaking of Curse, <laughs> we got uh, Mr. Todd Bell from First Choice Business Bros. Curse. It's going to stick now, watch. You're just going to say it like that every time. <laughs> Where you from, business broker? <laughs> Welcome to the show, Todd.
3: Thank you. Thank you, everybody. So,
1: um, what is a business broker?
3: Well, it it's a commonly misunderstood profession. In fact, very few people even know that it exists. Uh, really, when you are a business owner uh, in the community primarily, especially a smaller business owner, you if you don't have a family member or uh, a key employee that wants to take over your business, uh, really the best solution is to put it out on the open market and utilize the resources that someone like myself and my firm would offer you to help you maximize the possibility of selling your business so you can create your next chapter that's really what it's about
1: so in you know i guess in simpler terms this is kind of an estate plan for your business right this is how you're going to pass it on get rid of it exit strategy type thing something where you're done you're over it but you've built something of value how do you extract the value and work your way out
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. So many folks, uh, they get fast and furious, busy operating their businesses. And in some cases, they don't give as much thought as they'd like to what an exit strategy would be. So what I tell all of my clients is that I'm here to help them sell their business in five weeks, five months or five years from now. Uh, The idea is, is how can I empower and educate my clients? to make the best possible decision for them when that time is best for them. Uh, some business owners need to sell their businesses right away. Um, all the same reasons why people generally relocate or buy and sell properties are quite common to business ownership as well. Yeah. So they're, uh, retiring, they're unfortunately divorcing or mm-hmm. dissolving a partnership. Um, they've created their next, Thing their next best thing that they want to do and they want to cash out sell their business take those proceeds and invest it in their next big venture Um, And probably the one thing that we I guess you would see that with a house too, where people get a little burnt out on Mm -hmm. their house They want something new. It's probably one of the big uh, Reasons why people sell is because they've been working hard at something for 5 10 15 years and they just they're over it over it They're over it ready for something else
1: just like in like in life, right? Death, divorce, disaster. Those are the bad things that kind of force you into selling or getting rid of your property or business. And then, of course, there's also the upside. You could win the lottery. You could start a new venture. I love that, those those analogies because they totally make sense. So if if I'm like everybody has this, in, this idea in their head at first, right? That they're going to start their business. They're going to make a ton of money. They're going to sell it. Somebody's going to buy it. And you know, they're going to be rich and ready to go. I remember when we were I remember when we were that confident. (laughs) Oh yeah. yeah. The confidence was there twenty years old thinking I'm gonna be a millionaire by twenty five. I got this. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Now the the problem with that idea is it takes planning. It takes setting yourself up the right way. A lot of people jump into business that are sole prop and they think they're gonna make it big as a sole proprietor and, and you know, when it comes time to sell their business, they don't know if they're selling assets, they don't know if they're selling you know, the stock, they don't even know if they have any stock, they don't understand any of this stuff. So what do you advise somebody who's mm-hmm. starting off or who has a business and they're thinking about selling sometime in the future, what are the couple things that you tend to ask them or to look for?
3: Absolutely, I, I think first and foremost, uh, business owners, um, they wanna think about the future of the industry and the type of business that they're operating. As they look out ahead and they see the evolution of our ever-changing economy, what is it that, th- that is going to define the future need or desire on the part of another person who's completely unknown to them in many cases to pay a financial consideration for that business at some future point in time? So business owners are either buying one of two things. They're either just uh, buyers, I should say, are buying the tangible asset value of someone's business assets, fixtures, furnishings, equipment, automobiles, things that are of a tangible market value uh, or they're buying the cash flow the net income that the business offers them so based on either of those two criteria a business owner as they look forward wants to think about who that buyer would be and under what circumstances would they want to purchase their business uh, do you have an equipment intensive business uh, or are you really generating income that you put in your pocket And what's the probability and likelihood that someone unknown to you, based on everything that you can demonstrate, would pay a certain amount of money for that income? In essence, they're buying a job.
1: Yeah, they're buying it. Yeah, okay, so for example, I'll give you uh, a brokerage, because we deal heavily with real estate, right? So um, there's always this this, uh, understanding or this thought that I'm gonna build this huge real estate brokerage, I'm gonna sell it off for a high multiple and that doesn't always pan out.
3: You know, have you worked with the real estate
1: brokerages? Can you tell me a little bit about them?
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Real estate brokerages that sell uh, generally have a property management component to their practice because there's a sense of recurring revenue Mm -hmm. that a buyer could hang their hat on because regardless of whether or not it's a relationship-driven enterprise on the real estate sales side, which it may or may not be, You have a guaranteed set of recurring revenue for property management services. And you also have a guaranteed book of clients that 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 realtor investor could potentially develop relationships with or market to for purposes of developing their own business.
1: So it's, it's I mean, that's really important to understand because... Um, As a realtor, as a broker, when you have a book of business with just, let's say, residential clients that you're selling, you know, constantly selling, buying, selling houses with, it's not something that's super tangible. That book of business doesn't have the value because the personal relationship is not there that, let's say, like you said, a property management client would because now you have doors for example right the property management is managing doors they're not really managing the relationships as much and that has a huge impact on the value of your particular business because you can look at a brokerage model and you say okay well we have you know. 30 agents and we, you know, we sell, you know, 40, $40 billion or whatever, $5 million, whatever the volume is that they're selling in their particular brokerage. And they assume that the value is going to maintain after they sell the property, after they sell the business, but right. that's not the case with the, with a relationship business.
3: Correct. You said it. So the question is, is, is one of two things. What type of bus- business do I have? Do I have a, an owner centric business? or do I have an institutional business? An institutional business is self-sustaining and generating of revenue and income independent of my direct influence on that business.
1: So simply put, if, I, if, if the type of business I wanna sell is a type where I can go on vacation, it continues to do work, it continues to generate, maybe at a better rate when I come back.
3: Exactly, so if you are the business, it is more challenging Um, it's not to say it's impossible however it is more challenging to a sell that to a buyer uh... secondly to sell it at a at a top-level market value because a buyer is taking a financial risk they're making a financial investment based on the ongoing probability of receiving that income if you are the real estate uh, broker and your salespeople are completely bought into your vision, in essence, you are the brokerage because of the culture and everything else that you've created, there is a possibility of attrition, right? If a new person yes. comes in, that not only yourself, those clients go with you, also possibly your salespeople as well. Right. So you want to look at future-proofing your business, uh, creating models and systems whereby it's more institutional, it's more self-sustaining, and less dependent upon the owner. All
1: right, that's that's super key. I'll give you an example. Wish I would've known somebody like you back then. I used to own a video game trailer, uh, uh, a trailer, right? It's a, it's a 32 foot trailer. It had um, TVs inside and video games and we did kid birthday parties, right? And so it was really cool because uh, I would, play video games for a living for fun. <laughs> it, was, it was great. All right. But it was me doing the parties or mm-hmm. eventually I hired an employee or a couple college age kids or, you know, buddies, whatever that would come and do the parties. And so I would book them and they would take it and, and take the trailer, go do the kids party. They got paid. They received tips, whatever, and so forth. Um, when I finally wanted my weekends back. <laughs> all right? All right, weekends At some point we do, all right? do, right? <laughs> I decided I was going to sell it. And so when I tried to put a, uh, to to sell it myself, because I didn't even know you guys, t- your type of people existed, sure. tried to sell it myself, I ran into the same problem. People didn't want to buy the job. They liked the. the I ended up selling it to another game truck owner in north, you know, a little bit further north. Um, but he ended up buying the asset, the trailer itself the value of the client database that i created the website that I was that was set up the marketing relationships all those had a very minimal value as compared to the asset
3: itself and that's a reasonable assessment so if you look at how your customers find you and why they find you and why they do business with you or your your organization that's the critical question right because if you had a business that where where your marketing and business development plan was stri- strictly related to online visibility, uh, your phone number, your website, your social media presence, or pay-per-click advertising, then those customers are finding you through a means that's easily substitutable right. on the part of a new owner. Right. But if you are out there developing relationships that have been critical to your business success, those relationships are doing business with you. So there has to be a means by which that transference of those relationships is really feasible and understandable on the part of a buyer for he or she to assign a value to that monetarily. Uh, There are ways to do that, Um, account contracts, uh, things that show a a sustained, agreed upon period of time whereby that income would still be coming into the business. Mm -hmm. There's different things that you can do. However, you will see a more conservative assessment of the value when buyers look at that right because again it's either those tangible assets they're looking at or a multiplier annually of the adjusted earnings of the owner and it's anywhere from one and a half to three times that annual number for smaller businesses in the market yeah adjusted net yeah Yeah. all right my
2: turn to jump in here all right what made you choose this line of work well thanks for asking (laughs) Why Why business brokering? There had to have been something in your yep. life that you were like, you know what? I need to teach people how to sell businesses.
3: Since you asked. Uh, you know, <laughs> I had always been in sales and sales management roles. I had worked in traditional corporate environments. I worked in sales and sales management in my 20s. And um, in my 30s, I uh, went into the home mortgage sales industry, so not too far Apple never falls too far, yeah, right? So I was in home mortgage sales for uh, focused almost exclusively on real estate financing, working with the purchase community for twelve years, and I enjoyed it. Um, that industry continues to change and evolve in ways that um, just didn't weren't as edifying for me, mm-hmm. um, weren't as exciting and getting me out of the bed in the morning, so to speak. And so. Uh, 2012, I thought, you know, I want to be a business owner, I'd like to have full control over what it is that I'm creating and the service I'm providing to clients and customers. So I invested in a startup retail franchise concept, uh, custom t shirts of all things. Go figure. Uh, But it was a neat retail concept um, that provided a valuable service to the community uh, that I built from scratch. So soup to nuts. I didn't know it at the time, but that was business boot camp is what Mm -hmm. it was. So soup to nuts, leasing the space, building out the space, hiring and developing and training the staff, all the marketing and business development initiatives, financials, HR, Um, and I was able to harness, uh, at that time, the franchise model and really, um, be successful. I also realized after about three and a half or four years that it wasn't
1: what i really wanted to do do. (laughs) however
3: at that looking back on it now it was invaluable for what i do Mm -hmm. so having a paired experience in mortgage finance experience which allows me to evaluate financials and personal you know all those numbers you can
1: spell pnl yeah (laughs) pnl
3: yes dreaming pnl sometimes (laughs) and uh, that along with having been a business owner which is critical that i could i could step inside you know walk inside the shoes of my clients. How can I really empathize and really connect to what their experience was and be effective for them? At the time I wasn't aware of it, but I started looking at uh, talking to people in my current profession when I went to sell that business and it just lit me up. I was like, "Oh my God!" I started talking to people in business brokerage. And I'm like, "Wow! I think this is real. This is it. I'm onto something here." So within a year, I sold that business, got licensed, found a fantastic firm here in San Diego, and just never looked back. It was sort of like hand in glove uh, because it affords me all the wonderful things that uh, a career in this industry offers me. But more importantly, the day-to-day activities, engaging with community business owners empowering them to achieve whatever they're looking to achieve, Um, whatever their next chapter looks like, that's real value. It's Mm -hmm. real impact on their lives.
1: Well, you're actually listening to more than just, you know, it's it's their story. You want to know what, you know, what the next chapter is going to look like. They get to tell you the previous chapters, but you get to, you you know, you get the teaser at the the beginning of the movie, right? You get the trailer part. This is where I want to go. Help me get to that point.
3: It is, and in some cases, that's a a journey about education. Sometimes it's a little bit of tough love Mm -hmm. uh, in the context of um, really acknowledging a business owner for having worked and toiled and really busted, you know, yeah. bust of themselves uh, building a great business uh, and, and then in essence, empowering them to best understand what the open market will offer them in terms of buying it for them. And that's, in some cases sometimes
1: a slap in the face though, right? I mean, you, you've
3: had some people can. come in
1: and they have the I mean it, it's our, it's our baby. Sure. We, we put our blood, sweat and tears into this thing. Yeah. it's worth way more than that.
3: Yeah, yeah, that, that is not an uncommon response, and I think it's it's a it's a best the context of the conversation for me is really uh, Mr. Miss uh, business owner. Perhaps it's it's just not quite time yet, where you really are sufficiently motivated to sell your business, and that's not wrong. All it means is that the open market only offers you options within a certain set. Of criteria a certain set of parameters Um, and so one possibility is is maybe there are other options to explore there are people personally known to you so if you have family members or friends or close colleagues or employees they have a different type of affinity right a different connection to the business that has a lot of intangible value for them they might pay more than what the open market offers they might Uh, and that's a possibility um, but the tough love part of it is, is that, you know, I'm here to help you in every way I can. It's just that I am only able to work within what the market will offer you. Yeah.
1: Unfortunately, we're limited yeah. to uh, what strangers are willing to offer. Yeah. You're right? plucking
3: someone out of the ether. Exactly. Someone completely unknown to you. And we're asking them to make a take a financial risk. And again, it's not... Um, walls and doors and location of a piece of real estate which is a different it's an apple to an orange what we're really provide we're offering someone someone's making an investment based on a and what i would call an animate business entity it's alive it's generating revenue it's got staff most of the time it's got uh lease locations all sorts of things that are all moving parts at once
1: so tell me tell me a little bit about when you when you when you got into brokering Right when you got into this business, was it just the easy transition? You were off and running, and you were successful right off the
3: bat. Well, the first business I sold was my own business. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 oh. <laughs> which just worked out great. That's uh, uh, instant commission. There you go. Yes, yes, an instant. Uh, yeah, so that worked out really great. Uh, and I think it was really just um, having had all the experience leading up to that point really understanding that the fundamentals of all those day-to-day activities that I enjoy being out there consulting with business owners learning about new industries and people and and um just empowering and educating and it all just sort of fell into place for me so um I'm thriving in the in the business and in the industry and uh I would say it as we talked about at the beginning of our conversation it's a much lesser known industry. It um, is. I
1: there, mean, yeah. we, we don't you, you when you have your business, you don't really think about selling it. You don't really consider that and when you do, you don't really I mean, what are you going to put it on offer up or <laughs> right or Craigslist? Right, I mean that's right. that's all you really think of.
3: Yeah, unfortunately we see that. We see that fairly, fairly regularly and there's again there's nothing wrong with that. It's just a question of 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 what's the likelihood and probability of you be effectively selling your business yourself uh, because you're an expert at being your business the owner of your business mm-hmm. uh, the expertise in terms of selling this business to an open market buyer again it's an apple to an orange
1: yeah well what what yeah. additional values are are you know that does a broker bring to the table cuz I'll tell you what selling your house by yourself or selling it with a real estate agent or your or a broker it's again night and day right i mean yeah night you, and day. we always look at that bottom line and we want to Get as much money in our pocket as possible, but hiring a professional often gives you a larger uh, purchase price. It gets you that uh, that feeling, uh, that peace of mind that somebody who does this for a living is handling it for you. And then ultimately, you're gonna get you're gonna get it closed. You're gonna get it yeah. sold for the max amount of money, which means you're gonna net the max amount of money. So, I mean, yeah. that's how it's like in real estate. I mean. I, Yeah, very
3: similar principles apply. And then time on market, right? So it it is a consideration of how motivated one is to sell their business. Uh, And I I say that again, uh, just because if there's sufficient motivation level, it's about working within everything that's available to us in this platform of an open market situation. So uh, my services are comprehensive. And the great thing about it, just as they are with your services, is that no one pays a penny unless... It gets sold. It
1: sells yeah, unless you get unless you win. Yeah, right? we call it a success fee. Yeah, it's a I
3: success see. fee, right? So that's the amazing thing is that so all of my all my time and resources, all of my firm's resources are put thrown at this process to eff- tell your business quickly and efficiently, uh, and that is again no cost unless we actually make it happen. Uh, So what we find in the industry overall, there's probably only about 50 people that do what I do in the entire San Diego metropolitan area. Wow. Uh, So there's 4 million people and there are 100,000 registered business opportunities. 20,000 of them transfer every year for one reason or another. Some are person to like employee to owner, owner Mm -hmm. to employee. Some are partnership transfers. Uh, and then some of them are open market transfers, but I don't know what percentage are open market, but you can see that there's a vast uh, number of businesses out there and owners who would really be better served by having the resources of a committed professional and a firm uh, compared to what we quite often see is is one of two things. We see a deficit of expertise out there. There are, I would never dream of selling a house for my sister. I would put her in touch with a business professional such as yourself. That's what you're an expert at. Uh, We do have um, part of the real estate community in some cases that might do their best to try and list a business through a a traditional real estate platform, Mm -hmm. which again, Occasionally, could be successful. It's it's fairly rare, um, or um, providers out there have very minimal exposure in terms of advertising to find buyers. They might put your business on Craigslist mm-hmm. or a single business for sale website. So my role, I do all the upfront consulting, market valuation, just like you provide a market value opinion mm-hmm. for somebody selling their home. CMA. For mm-hmm. I provide a market valuation for their business. Again, this is all free of charge and then a strategy and we uh, sign an agreement together and we uh, where we're partnering both myself and my firm exclusively with that client for an agreed upon period of time. Unlike real estate that's priced correctly, will sell can sell in 60 days in a current market. You're looking at four to 10 months. To wow. sell a small business. That's
1: not bad. That's a that's a pretty good turnaround. Yeah,
3: time. well, we have a highly effective process. Other providers out there will say give it at least a year or longer. Wow. So uh, we also see the the industry average is only about one of every four or five of their listings sell or close. My firm has a highly effective process. Twenty five years. This is all we've done. We focus exclusively on business sales representation. We've got eighteen agents in this metro area. Two brokers. And so it's the commitment to expertise, but it's also a marketing and advertising platform Mm -hmm. that's effective in bringing buyers to your Clients' listings. So uh, we span out uh, confidential listing advertisements. We don't disclose the name or the address for client confidentiality, mm-hmm. which is important. Yes. Uh, uh, we have a catchy online advertisement that goes out to 280 website connections online, it's everywhere. And then because we're a, an established firm, we've got 18,000 active buyers in our local Southern California database just with our firm alone we market our clients listings to them as well. The idea is, is not only having the expertise to make something happen when that buyer comes along, also uh, maximizing the possibility that a buyer will come along with advertising. So um, that those two powerful marketing and advertising tools, it, net net at the end of, end of the day, it's, it's maximum exposure on the open market to attract buyers to your listing.
1: And we're living in the age of the entrepreneur too. I mean, the entrepreneur is a rock star right now, supposedly. <laughs> right? Yes. Whether they're successful or not, they're still the rock star or they make themselves out to be. Uh, they're, they're huge on social media. They're, they're trying to put a name for themselves, trying to build an image for themselves. I'm sure there's a lot of people on social that just want to buy a business in a box something that's already been established, something that's already been out there. Yeah. How well are you guys doing on the uh, social media presence?
3: Yeah, I mean for us now, uh, business sales are have a component of confidentiality to them that is very far apart or di- distinct from real estate sales and marketing. Uh, for As both a professional, just such as yourself, which is all about uh, personal uh, exposure and social media and all of that, uh, it's less of an emphasis in my industry because Interaction with business clients, quite often they have staff or they have other very specific reasons why they don't want it to get out there. Mm-hmm. They want to be very confidential. So, the means by which I uh, develop relationships and attract clients and, and our process of selling a business has an element of confidentiality first and foremost in uh, top of mind when representing the seller of a business. Uh, there are confidentiality agreements before a buyer sees any confidential business information. Uh, And then we're mindful of all the legal ease in those components that someone should be keeping in mind as it relates to um, proprietary information when you're selling a business. So we are committed to uh, a clean, free and clear transfer of a business. So we partner with an escrow provider. They specialize in just business escrows Uh, that ensures a clean transfer free of any liability on the part of the seller or the buyer. Uh, When they take possession of the business, there's a whole set of regulatory processes that they go through that are very, very important for both parties. Uh, And so uh, it's not required by law. However, we strongly, strongly recommend it.
1: Yeah, of course. You want to make sure it's a CYA process, right? So, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the same thing why we, we recommend you incorporate, right? It's a liability issue. It's the same reason why we have you get insurance. It's a liability issue. You're just protecting yourself. So, same thing with the CDAs, right? The, the disclosure agreements. and mm-hmm. Everything is just to make sure that you're on the up and up. You're safe. You're not worried about your information getting out, your secrets, trade secrets getting out. And it just transfers securely from one owner to the next.
3: Exactly, exactly. And so with a sort of that, what we've been talking about, which is a, a, a foundation of expertise in terms of the process, in terms of educating, empowering business owners, in terms of, of be able to market and advertise to effectively bring buyers. Uh, again, that is, I'm just gonna, going to say that's unique to my firm and, and I think my personal professional commitment to my clients. Uh, unfortunately, the industry is a bit more fractured um, and has less momentum around it in terms of visibility. Uh, and that's because what we do is very challenging. Yeah, It's very challenging, but it's very gratifying too. Uh, and so um, that... I just,
1: I just think like your social media presence should be something along the lines of, you have a business to sell, you're tired of doing some work, You need to contact us. You know, you need to, you're thinking about something. Because I think the problem is there's a lot of people out there who are done. They're Mm -hmm. over it. Or there's a lot of people who want to get into it. But they don't know where to go. And so they end up going out and starting it themselves when there's something that's already there. Somebody's trying to get out and you can get in. You can come in with an open box mentality and be like, all this stuff is cool, but let's rearrange it a little bit. And mm-hmm. Let's do it this way. So, so uh,
2: along those lines, we actually yeah. had a question uh, from Mr. Robert Robledo, one of our loyal listeners. And Great. He, uh, you kind of touched on this a little bit, but I wonder if you can dig
3: a little bit deeper on how a business broker would lead generate absolutely absolutely so uh, again the idea is to provide maximum exposure to uh, a client's business uh, on the open market Uh, well how do you how do you find the people that are trying to sell the business ah in terms of uh, sales uh, generation you know we have a lot of tried and true uh, methodologies that are very effective so again because of the confidential nature of what we do we uh, we do direct mail uh, it's very effective because a, bo- a a seller, even if they aren't thinking of selling today, they hold on to that because again, it's a, a less common resource that they even know is available to them. So they they do uh, they do call it is effective. Uh, I drop off one hundred confidential letters to business owners in person every week. Wow! In commercial or retail settings. Uh, it's very effective because you're demonstrating your interest in developing a relationship with that business owner by walking to their business and dropping off a confidential letter to a receptionist or someone. Uh, so I do have a, a set of business contacts from my prior business. I also have a set of valuable resource partners mm-hmm. that I partner with here in the community, such as you gentlemen, that uh, are, are great resources um, because they quite often run into people who have a need. Um, and then um, there are some other types of things that we, we do um, that also can be effective. Um, prospecting for sale by owner listings on Craigslist. Yeah. I'll, I'll call mm-hmm. someone. It's like they're already trying they already to have sell their hand it. In the air. Yeah, they're yeah. already trying to sell it. And the idea is, is would you be open to some professional support and mm-hmm. helping you make that happen? And uh, you know, sometimes it works really well. I still think you should
1: have a social presence. I think it'd be huge just to generalize it. Yeah. I'm because, because I'm telling you, there's it's just a new era. You yep. have all kinds of 25-year-old kids trying to get into the industry. you got a bunch of 65-year-old people trying to get out of an industry. Mm-hmm. And they're all on Facebook. They're all on Instagram. <laughs> I just think it's it's... Like a, yeah. a big open thing. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, good, yeah. good, good. Because I'm going to say it again. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I got it. I got it. All right, <laughs> cool. Um, so, do me a favor. I might give you some uh, camera time here. So, yeah. uh, look over at your camera. How do people get a hold of you? They're done. They're out of it. I don't want to be mm-hmm. in this business anymore. Or I want to get started. How do I yeah. get a hold of Todd?
3: Yeah, I, I think uh, giving me a call or sending me a quick email with your contact information would be fantastic. Uh, I have a mobile number that is right here with me somewhere. 415 846 7267. 415 846 7267. My email uh, is my first and last name Todd Bell. T O D D B as in boy E L L at F com. that's frank charlie bravo bravo.com
1: or also known as first choice business brokers brokers so <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i'm i'm telling you dude. i, I just know i know if i would have if i would have known that brokers existed for my business for selling a business yep. i'd have been on that a couple times already. <laughs>
3: yeah, well, we pay generous referral fees to any real estate professionals um, for closed transactions. So an incentive as a warm handoff to real estate partners that you may know that come across that. However, they're committed to servicing the real estate needs of the client. Of course, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, that's what, those types of partnerships are are fantastic. Uh, we sell about fifty percent of our listings. Our process is highly effective. Uh, And again, that's more than double the industry average. And I stand behind that. It's it's a commitment to, like I said, the expertise and the marketing power. Let's
1: face it. I mean, if you're gonna sell a business, if you've never had a business before, you have to make sure it's structured the right way. We talked about it, and if it's not structured the right way, it's going to make it just that much more difficult to sell. Hence the ratio, right? Yeah. So the yeah. more uh, willing you are to modify what it is you're doing, to take a preemptive look at what it is you want to do, that you realize you do want to get out and set a date for wanting to sell it, set uh, you know actionable steps to get you in a position where you can sell it, and understand where the uh, where the multiplier is going to be based on what kind of action steps you set then, you know, the percentage or the probability of you closing is much higher.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. As I said at the beginning of our, our talk today, I'm here to help someone, whether it's five days, five weeks, five months, or five years from now. So if I can empower and educate anybody out there, develop a meaningful relationship to uh, you know, help them kind of formulate that action plan. Uh, and and business owners flock together, birds of a feather, right? Oh, yeah. So everyone I talk to, they know 20 other business owners that might benefit from, my, from what I offer.
1: Absolutely, I'm glad you're associated with our insurance company, by the way, Pipeline Insurance. Makes Absolutely. A, makes a who who is it, it was Corey Anderson. Corey Anderson. Right? Big shout, so out, big to shout out to Corey, Corey for getting
3: us hooked Corey, up. Corey, you're a rock star.
1: Yeah, and uh, so I gotta ask, uh, who are you gonna tag to be on the show next? Thanks,
3: Corey. You know, I've got an idea. I've got a couple of business valuation experts that I've got in mind, and I think I do uh, valuations, but I think. Their perspective would be very, very helpful. Um, And there's a couple. So I I wouldn't necessarily want to say one particular name just yet because I want to make sure that they're They're available. Well, and make sure they're available to you. Right. But I think uh, it would really be great for you guys to have a a valuation expert come in and just do a a quick talk about
1: that. I'm going to throw this out there. If I was to put together an event right, and invite different business owners to come and listen to something about, hey, maybe you're interested, maybe you're not, maybe you just want to learn about getting your business sold, would you be willing to uh, help me put that together?
3: Absolutely
1: awesome i'd love to because i'm telling you i'm telling you i'm gonna we're gonna chop this up and we're gonna talk a little <laughs> bit offline because i'm gonna give you some social media uh help here to get you you know to get that out there just to get the the drums rolling and the the thoughts spurring and the just the you know what i am tired of my business maybe i should take a look at this and mm-hmm. let's lead let's lead generate put together some events because i love talking to business owners maybe we'll get them uh to be pipeline insurance clients maybe we'll get them to you know, think about, maybe selling sometime in the future but at least educate them get them out there understanding that hey you know first choice business brokers exists we are out there to help the client we're out there to give you the information you need to get you ready so when you do want to pull the trigger we're here for you
3: i love it cool love it (laughs) awesome awesome Yeah. yeah Absolutely. All right,
1: cool. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, uh, Todd. Uh, Todd's information. He had the little banner there for. a while. He had the banner there for a while. All right, so his information's on there. And uh, if if thank you again for being on the show. Thank you, yeah, gentlemen. Very much appreciate the time. I mean, I love talking about thank this stuff. Sorry. And uh, it's it's one really, more time. Really
2: one more time, Todd Bell. Could you uh, give us your phone number and email address? And
1: you can probably pound,
2: point. Yeah, no, it's not there. Oh no. Okay. Yes, four one five
3: eight four six. Seven two six seven, and my email is Todd Bell, one word T O D D B as in boy E L L at Frank Charlie Bravo Bravo dot com. That's F C B B dot com.
1: Oh, beans. Love it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I forgot to mention we're still doing 365 pairs of shoes that we want to collect for oh, the homeless yeah. by the end of the year. We had a couple more deliveries over uh, over the time off that I was out. So we're that we're knocking that number down slowly and surely, but we could still use your help because even if we hit 365, we can go 366 or more. So it's totally like, yeah. okay with that, right? So uh, make sure you hit us up, james at csfirst.com or 619-884-0045. He'll hop on his Harley, right over and pick up the shoes from you um also he's the insurance guy so uh insurance bro so hit him up if you have any of your insurance needs or if your business looking to add insurance into your uh, particular business 619 80 40045 or james at csfirst.com uh and if you want to be on the podcast hit me up her at csfirst.com text me call me 619 884 i'd appreciate it thanks for listening you can follow us on social at business bros pod we love you guys peace
3: thank you todd you thank you gentlemen it's been awesome cool and i'm out bye-bye
0: thank you for listening to the business bros podcast are you interested in being on the show are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance